Welcome to the Fit for Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, owner of Davis Fitness Method here in Seattle, Washington. This podcast is your resource for reliable fitness information. This information has been sourced from studies, experts, and real-world application from training with my clients and my own body. We're here to help you enhance your life by giving you practical takeaways that you can use today so that your energy, mood, and mindset begin to change right away. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into this episode. All right, everybody. Today, we're joined with Kyle McKee. He's an in-person personal trainer and an online coach specializing in powerlifting. And in this episode, we're not going through the X's and O's of training. We're not covering nutrition. We're not covering um, sleep, even though all of those things would be great for improving your performance. What today we're talking about is how joining a community um, in person or online can improve your life and how it might improve your results in the gym. We talk about how you might go about joining a community and the things you can do to make that a little bit easier. So um, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Kyle and uh, let's get this ball rolling. All right, Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Appreciate having you on. Absolutely. I'm glad to get to hang out. Uh, Dude, so um, you know, real quick, uh, I want want the guests to learn a little bit about you and, and what you do. So if you wouldn't mind giving us a, your little elevator pitch version of uh, who you are. Yep. So uh, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I do in-person training in Seattle and I do online coaching, mostly powerlifting online. Uh, a lot of what I end up focusing on for in-person clients is people who have some sort of like major injury or surgery they're working around, whether it's like prepared rotator cuff or ACLs, things like that. So I end up working with a lot of clients who are working with physical therapists on like sort of towards the end of their rehab. And then I kind of take them into the gym Uh, or people who are just like, I do a bunch of activities and I want to do them more proficiently uh, just with either being a little bit stronger or more fit. So that tends to be the, uh, the people that I work with most, especially in person. And then nice. online, it's all power lifters and, or mostly power lifters. And then there I tend to focus on people who are learning the barbell movements and kind of taking them towards their first meet. Awesome, dude. Um, so right before we started recording, um, we kind of talked about how like most of the jobs that you've ever had kind of involved some amount, amount of uh, community uh, building um, in some aspect of that. I've always kind of driven towards that for my gym. I want to, I want to learn a little bit more about your process and, and how you go about doing that and maybe how you got into doing that. Totally. Well, I think it's one of those soft skills of like learning how to be personable, which is so often overlooked because especially in, in our world of fitness and personal training, it's like, yeah, sure. People are buying the service and they're, they're buying the results. Like that's something that you're taught to sell in personal training sales, but really they're they're going to pay you to hang out with you all the time. And so being someone who is able to like create connections and who's like fun to be around, uh, all that stuff really matters. And so uh, that's just one thing that I've realized that's carried me a lot through fitness. It's just like being someone who likes to hang out at the gym and hang out with other people who are at the gym. And uh, this actually happened recently. And this kind of stresses me out when this does happen, but I had, uh, I had a buddy who trains at the gym at rain city fit shout out rain city fit. Uh, we both have, uh, gotten our feet wet there. Uh, that's why I, I train most of my, imp- or all my in-person clients. Now I had a buddy came up to me like during a session to like kind of chat a little bit. And I was like, dude, I'm like in a session, like I'm, I'm hanging out with this person. Like we're training. And, uh, I ended up like, this was like a beautiful moment for me. Cause I kind of like took a step back and like, let them connect like my client and my friend. And it turns out that like, they have a friend in common and they're both vegans. And so they shared a bunch of restaurants and stuff. And so that's like a little microcosm of something that I've sort of inadvertently become. And now try and do on purpose where it's like to be someone where people go, not necessarily because I have all the information they need or uh, anything like that, but that people kind of congregate around me or the gym or your gym or whatever to build other connections with other people who like things that they like. And so that's been one thing thing that's been fun with like finding out as an independent personal trainer in the past three years, 
like what type of clients do I actually really want to work with and what clients kind of gravitate towards me. And so it's been kind of interesting to notice that like a lot of the clients like have had a major surgery, for instance, and are working with a physical therapist because, uh, some of my clients will see other clients that are wearing capital strength shirts and be like, Oh, like you work with Kyle. I work with Kyle. And they end up realizing that they have a lot more in common than they think other than like, Oh yeah, this guy, I direct deposit him, you know, every four weeks or whatever. So being that, I don't know, person in environment where, yeah, where there's like, there are connections that can happen around you. And that's one thing that I think makes, can make you more valuable just to the people that you're around. It's like, Oh, if I'm with this person, I'm going to meet other people that are really, really cool. And that have similar interests to me or like are on the same, on the same wavelength or heading the same direction that I'm heading. Okay. Um, so what do you do to, to make yourself, um, more of a catalyst? Are you like listening to what people are talking about and you're like, Oh, like my client so-and-so they also do that. You should like connect. Or yeah. Like, so, how are you going about doing that? Just handing out capital strength shirts to everyone or. Yeah. I mean, basically, okay. <laughs> uh, so side note, that's one thing I think that a lot of independent trainers miss is like, mm. like the, the, you are your brand thing. And, uh, and I think this is one thing that happens. I might need you to repeat that question a second. Cause I definitely want to answer that, but I'm having this other thought where in like, I worked at 24 hour fitness for a while. When I got back into personal, when I like left tech world and startups to come back into fitness, 24 hour fitness was the first place that I got hired. And one of the sort of like adages of personal training sales is like the, and, and building relationships and rapport with your clients is they are the only client on your schedule. When you're with them, they are the only person that matters. All of your stories are about them to them for them. You don't talk about anybody else. They're the only person on your schedule. And I think that's a mistake because people want to do things that are cool that other people are also doing. And especially if people are seeing success with a product or a service or whatever, other people want to get involved with that. And so if you're a trainer or you own a gym and people are seeing success with your training, getting those stories out there, like that is where the magic really ends up happening. And so like I give all my clients t-shirts and uh, I, because I'm like, I want you to wear it. Like I want you to wear it selfishly because I think they're dope. Like I think Ashley, the uh, person who makes all my designs, like I think she does a great job. I think they're cool. I like t-shirts. I want to wear them. I hope that you want to wear them too. But then it creates this conversation around like, oh yeah, like I've seen you wear that shirt. I wear that shirt. Like people talk to each other. And then I've also started telling like stories about like when a client comes up and they're like, oh, I have this question about a thing, whatever, pick the thing. Uh, Why is my program not changing? That's something that I've talked to a couple people about recently. And I was like, oh, I was talking to so-and-so and and I like pointed them across the gym because I have a lot of clients that work out on their own on their, I mean, they work out on their own on their off days and be like, oh, they asked me that same question. And then, you know, we kind of wave at each other. And so it creates this like, oh, I'm not the only person with these questions. I'm not the only person who doesn't understand something, or I'm not the only person who wants to know more about this. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it just comes down to, I think, I mean, I think the sort of the obvious, like actively listening, like you have to get to know people and you have to like learn who people are because so much of it, I feel like is forced. And that's where I think, I think I might've said this initially where it's like, I, I didn't necessarily do any of this on purpose. Like, I don't actively seek out like, oh, how do I build a bunch of connections to like connect a bunch of people together? Because that, that comes off as really fake. And I think people are really smart when it's like, oh yeah, they're just trying to network. Like I've gotten, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gotten this too. Yeah. The, the Someone who follows you on Instagram sends you a DM and is like, hey, uh, tell me about your training. Like, you want to talk about training sometime? Like there was a guy, I live in, uh, I live across the lake from Seattle and I was at a coffee shop recently and I brought my dog Kona, who's adorable. And we were just sitting in like, I was just, you know, writing some stuff, kind of like writing out some different business ideas I had and some things I want to change in the next couple of years. And, uh, there was a, and so of course my dog is super friendly. So she was like saying hi to everybody around. And, uh, this other guy like took the opportunity to like, start like talking to me about whatever. I'm like, that's fine. He's friendly. I'm friendly. My dog is friendly. Great. Sure. Fine. Whatever. So we kind of get to the end and then it, it kind of starts feeling forced 
like as he's packing up to leave, he's, he like starts asking me some like more businessy questions. And I was like, this, this does not feel like a natural conversation that I would have with somebody. And then at the end, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, we should, we, like, we should grab a beer sometime. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't really drink anymore, but you know, whatever, fine. And then I got a couple of texts from him later. Cause I'm really bad at saying no to things. So I was like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> and the, the only texts I ever got from him were the most like markety salesy networky texts that you could get from a random person who you just met. Was he trying to get you to be his down one in an MLM or something? Oh, dude, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> But I was like, this is not like this. That's just not how you do it. That's how you are creepy yeah. and get, end up on lists. So <laughs> I think a lot of it is just like just being around the people that you're around. Mm. And so that's something like with, with gyms, like if you're in a gym, if you're a personal trainer in your gym, like you're taught to go to the front desk and you're taught to help all the members and you're taught to ask a bunch of questions. And it's like every single member can smell you from a mile away because you've been in the gym all day and you haven't changed your deodorant and you haven't washed the one shirt that they give you in two weeks. Literally smell you. They can literally, yeah. So they know that you're the personal trainer because what do personal trainers do when they make money? Well, they're doing personal training sessions. So if you're a personal trainer at the front desk, you're not making any money. Obviously you're trying to sell more personal training. So they can tell, members can tell that you're trying to get information out of them so you can sell them personal training and why they need you. And so it's really, right. it's weird and it's creepy when you do that. Yeah. Sorry. It's a, it's a random fucking creepy uh, sound. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I can only barely hear them now. Okay. And okay, I, I'm like yelling to myself in my, in my like a second bedroom. So uh, yeah, dude. So, um, all right. So as a client, is there, mm -hmm. are there things that, you know, somebody can be thinking about to, I don't know you are the catalyst right and so you're you're kind of like it's not forcing these connections but you're like hey this person's kind of like you and hey like like you guys are both vegans like you guys are probably mm -hmm. like so you like do that and get out of the way is there something as a client that you think you know could maybe be on their mind when they're in that sort of environment to be like oh like i don't know like seattle's kind of notoriously like this city where people are like i can't make new friends here yeah the seattle and, freeze or Seattle frost right. or whatever right and um, I'm like, you know, I feel like the gym could be a really good environment for that. But it also like kind of perpetuates that in some ways, because like, you know, people come in with their big headphones and they're like doing these things. But, you know, you're working with a trainer um, like yourself. Is there something that clients can do to be more well connected? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think the, the, the major thing people can do is to not force it. Mm. Cause this is one of those areas where if you go to force it, it's yeah. really obvious. Yeah. And like the guy at the coffee shop, I could tell that he was like trying to make new friends, but he was burning everybody out by like peppering me with text messages. I was like, I don't really even text my friends back that quickly. Like you got to give me some time. You got to like, uh, he must not have been in sales because he was playing the lead all wrong, first of all. Uh, and so I think a lot of it is around seeing the opportunities that are in front of you, because there are plenty of other people who feel the same way as you, like this, this, like you person that we're sort of created. Right. It's like, oh, I, I would love, to, I would love a gym buddy. Like I would love a gym buddy. Cause there are a lot of people you've probably experienced this too, where it's like, they're kind of paying you as a trainer to be their gym buddy. And there are, <laughs> I have multiple clients like that. It's like, well, you should all just be gym buddies together. So that's one thing that I think is just being aware of the people that you're around and seeing, waiting for those connections to happen or waiting for those opportunities to come up more naturally. Like being open to it. Mm -hmm. And then when an opportunity comes up, taking advantage of it. Right. Uh, Cause that was one thing that I watched like with the, with my friend and my client, uh, they like have a, a mutual friend. And so they're going to connect through that mutual friend. And it's like, cool, take those opportunities or take the few minutes and like exchange Instagrams or, or just be like, oh, I, I see you here all the time. You probably yeah. work out at the same time most days when you're here. I'll just see you around. And so taking the time and just like letting it happen sort of naturally is like hard and weird. And it's like, oh, but like, what if they're gone? What if they never come back? It's like, they'll be there. It's a gym. They're there four times a week and they're always there at 930 in the morning. You're always here at 930 in the morning. Just give it some time to grow. Uh, cause so, nobody wants to get stuck with, with someone like a, a friend or a connection who's desperate either. 
Right. And so it's like not, and that same thing with coaching. It's like, just, just be around. And the more that you're around and the more that you're open, things will happen. Right. So part of, part of the strategy for becoming a part of community is a being open, like first, just a being open and then B uh, being willing to allow that, like to, to take time for it to cultivate. Um, like, I think honestly, that's kind of like part of what drove me to the semi-private model of training is it kind of like forces these people, <laughs> kind of forces these people to be they're training at the same time. Yeah. They start to overhear conversations and they're like, Oh, like, and then they start to, they start to connect. And like, now I have clients that like carpool together to like come to the gym and like, they probably talk the whole way here. And like, Mm -hmm. now I've got clients who've trained together for like three years. And you know, when new people come in the group, they're like, now they're like, kind of, it, it, it stirs a lot easier because it's like, okay, there's already some cohesiveness here at first. They're kind of like, where do I jump in? You know, it's like, I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, like jump rope or double Dutch or whatever. Yeah. Where do I get in? Yep. Then they kind of see their moment. It makes it like, makes it pretty seamless but um it, totally. it sometimes just takes like being there for a few weeks for like people to just kind of sit back and not necessarily like pushing themselves into conversations but it was like they had a little comment like here or like a little something there and then now now like when they, those two are on one side of the gym they're having a conversation and now mm-hmm. when you know they don't always have the opportunity but like it's just the fact that they're here so often and that they have that opportunity where it's like almost serendipitous where it's like, Oh, we always meet each other like around the leg press and I'm doing the cable bicep curl. We're both resting at the same time. So we talk to each other. So. Yeah. And I think, I think letting it happen naturally is from the like client or person joining the community side is really important because ultimately you have to be involved where you're comfortable. And that's where then this turns around on the people like us who are sort of on the leading side of the community, right? Like you as a a gym owner or me as a trainer or someone else who owns a gym or whatever, people are going to want to get involved at different levels. So like, you're going to have one client. I'm, you know, I'm just guessing here, but there's probably one or two clients in the room at a time who take more of the the leadership or like the loud conversation starter role. Then there are other clients who probably are more, a little more quiet, kind of like filling in the gaps. And so not every person wants to be involved at exactly the same level. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make is that, oh, everyone wants to be involved at the same level. I'll give everybody the same opportunities to be involved. Well, you probably have some, like, oh God, I'm going to throw up saying it's like high performers, whatever that means in your specific context in the room who want to take on more responsibility, who want to volunteer at the gym for every activity, you know, they want to help you open and close. They want to help clean. And you have other people who are like, I'm just really glad to be here and get to hang out. Like I still want to participate, but I, I'm not ready for that level of commitment. I don't know if I ever will be. So I think that's where it's also really important from the other side. If you're trying to create an environment where community happens more naturally, having different levels kind of built in where people can still participate. Cause that's something that I think it's harder to create in an online space. I was just because, ready to ask you about that. Yeah. Online is way more difficult because you have things like discord or Slack or Facebook groups, every single one of those groups that I've ever been in, in my entire time on the internet or group chats, even too, I was in some telegram group chats, you know, a handful of years ago. And what you end up noticing is it's the same couple of voices all the time. And it's like less than 5% of the people in the group are actually uh, providing information or asking questions or talking with each other. And so that's where it becomes difficult. Cause it's like, well, what if you have, like, if you have someone who works from home or someone who's an online coach and they're in front of their computer all day, it's really easy to like hop on a Facebook group or discord or Slack or to telegram, whatever, and be the first person to answer questions or be, you know, providing a bunch of questions or posting things. Versus if you're someone who doesn't have access to your computer all day, it's a lot to catch up on. And so providing opportunities for everybody at every level is a lot more difficult online, I think. But I also think it's a newer problem to solve. So, because I mean, people have been hanging out in person for, I don't know, thousands of years. And people have been hanging out on the internet for like 
20. So. Yeah. I was like, um, I think in the prescript discord and like everybody in there is great, but oh, the every best. time I go to open it, it's like, man, there's like, I missed 50 chat in every little subdivision. And I was like, I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's where it's super challenging. Cause it's like, you need people who are like going to answer everything right away. Yeah. Um, like I was in another one for a big company a while ago that was like training related and dude, the mods were fucking on it. They were killing it. Like it didn't matter what time of day, what kind of questions there was always like one of three mods were just always on everything. And it was so cool. But on the flip side, you know, when you log in, it's like, well, do I, Oh, there was a question, you know, four hours ago that I could have answered, but the conversation's passed from there. So do like, do you go back in and answer it? Yeah. You know, how do you go about that? So I've kind of wrestled with that back and forth because I thought about like, how do I get more of my clients to talk to each other outside of being in person in the gym? Cause like I had a, a client specifically be like, Hey, I would, I would love to get to know other people kind of like what you had talked about, uh, like, I would love to just meet other people who are here that I can train with on days I'm not with you. And it's like, great. Well, how do I do that? And how do we do that in a way where even people who aren't big social media people or who aren't, don't spend a bunch of time in these online environments, like, how do you still get those people to engage at some level? Because that's what makes a community really valuable, I think, in my opinion, is like how smart everybody is. And like, you know, with the prescript Discord, it's like you could tag probably any of the members that are listed on the side, you could just add them and ask them a question. And I'm sure they'd have like an incredibly thoughtful response just because of how that community sort of pre-filters itself. Uh, but yeah, getting participation online is a lot more difficult than it seems like it right. could be, but. So, so um, I mean, and then I think like, you know, some ways that, they've kind of not necessarily worked to, they're not working to mitigate that, uh, so to speak, but it's like, there is also the opportunity to meet some of those people at like intensives, um, which is like, you know, they're like, it's the trainer's version of like a, a kind of like meetup, but you're also being educated at the same time. So like, mm -hmm. do you think for, um, online clients, you know, it's realistic or to, to do something like that, so like some sort of meetup, because like for in-person, it's like, we see these people all the time. They already come to this gym all the time. If you ask mm -hmm. them to meet up in Seattle, that might be more likely to happen. Um, whereas if they're online, do you think that's something that could potentially work out given, you know, enough incentive or. Dang, that's a good question. I think it would depend on like how it was presented and you would probably have to do something. And again, this is like some of the genius of prescript is like, they have people all over the world. So they just do events all over the world. Yeah. And so it's like, there's always somebody near you that you can connect with. And so that's something I think that could be cool, whether it's, it, you probably need to do it more locally. I'm going to just problem solve this live is like, you know, if I had two clients in, I don't know, New York, it's like New York's a big state. So if I fly to New York, and, you know, we have them drive and we get an Airbnb together or whatever, and we hang out for the weekend and we train together a bunch of times and we talk about stuff and we, I don't know, go do New York stuff, uh, hopefully in New York city, because that seems way cooler than upstate personally, but who knows? So it's probably some level of that. And that's actually one thing that I like about what Kodiak Barbell does. And because Stu and Dave are, are big on that, like being at meets. And it seems like they've tended to focus more on Canadian meets, but I know they're shifting more towards the U S side where it's, we get people in person. And like, if you as a client are going to do a meet, like we are going to do everything in our power to get a coach at that meet, whether it's your coach or a coach who's closer geographically. Cause like flying me, uh, as a coach from Seattle, all the way to Eastern Canada, probably doesn't make that much sense when Stu's just in Eastern Canada. Uh, but it's like creating that. And then, then there's some cross pollination too. And it's not just, Oh, it's just my coach within this organization. It's like, well, part of the reason that being a part of a larger organization is cool is because there are other people to pull from. Uh, and again, like that's other, the other cool thing about prescript is it's like, yeah, Jordan and Jordan are fucking incredible dudes but they're just the tip of the iceberg. Like everybody else there is amazing. Like I DM people like essentially every day that I've met at different intensives, 
And I mean, that's kind of how you and I even connected the first time <laughs> is you're like, Hey, you took that course. I'm taking that course. I'm like, yeah, Oh my like, God, no way. Like the we, same gym. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the same gym. Like that's so cool. Uh, so I think it, I think it would work. I think it would take a lot from the coach. And this is one thing <sighs> online coaches, I think need to step up in this area specifically. Like if you're really going to coach online and do a good fucking job, like asking that kind of question that you just asked, I think is super important because, and I, I don't, I don't know if I should fault people. I, I kind of want to, where it's like, if you don't care enough to like, I'm not saying that if you don't care enough to fly across the country to like hang out with your clients, you shouldn't do online coaching. Cause that's just not accessible to most people. But if you're not willing to at least entertain ideas like that, I think you're missing out because just cause you're not going to hop on a plane and go to Florida and Kansas and Ohio and New Hampshire to hang out with your clients. Like, I don't think that makes you a bad coach, but asking the question of how do I get them to connect with each other? How do I get to connect with each of them individually more? Uh, I think that's, I just don't think people, I don't think coaches take that seriously enough, which bums me out. I think why um, I, I can't speak to everyone's motivations, but the type of people and the lifestyle that is um, projected for an online coach is like, yeah, I mean, you don't really got to, you don't really got to deal with people like you do, but you don't really got to deal with people and you can mm -hmm. kind of sit back and do this, like, you know, work two hours and film yourself all day. So mm -hmm. um, it's very much, I feel like very self-absorbed. Um, whereas there are passionate coaches who coach online and those coaches get frustrated when they know that other coaches like that exist because it's like, Oh, this person's like just working out all day, filming themselves all day. They're traveling. And here's the thing is they're traveling just not to see their clients. So right, yeah. um, it's not like, it's not like the idea of traveling is like, they're like, Oh, fuck that. Cause they're like, that's the reason I got online in the first place. So I don't mm -hmm. have to be like tied down to one place, but um, yeah. So I, I, I would say like, that's probably like part of it is like, they're burnt out from training in the gym. They work so many hours. They want to do this other thing. It feels more chill. And it's like, you know, if you're going to go online, you should probably put in the work. Um, yeah. It's honestly, I feel like um, in some cases, just like hard, like it's a lot harder to, if like, if somebody drops off the map for some reason online to get that person back is way more work. Whereas like person I've seen, Every day this week, if they don't show up, I shoot them a text. They're going to feel weird if they want to show up at some point. Whereas somebody online could drop off for two weeks and be like, all right, I'm back. It's mm -hmm. like, cool. All or right. they just vanish and then right. they cancel their shit and then they're gone. And you're like, okay, can you give me like, what happened? You know, you never text me back. Yeah. You're like, yeah, they're just, they're just in the wind. Yeah. So to your point, I think it's coaches who are like, I want to coach online and I want to do a really good job. And I'm, I'm speaking from a place of like, I'm in the process of trying to build the online environment that I want to create, not from a place of like, Oh, I have this sick online business. Everybody should do it my way. But one of the things that I'm trying to ask myself is like, in it, like, how do I dream bigger and better for online coaching? Like, how do I create the coolest environment for myself? Like selfishly that I can create for my online clients. Because if I'm stoked about online training and I'm stoked about the money it brings in, I'm stoked about the way I communicate with my clients. I'm stoked about the hours. I'm stoked about the programming I get to do. Like that's all way better for me. And then it's better for my clients because I care so much more. And so that's an area where I, like, I'm trying really hard to, to get creative and just to ask like, what do, like, what do I want to bring to the table? Because in person, I mean, you're kind of captured by location. So you're only sort of competing with the other coaches in your small area or just coaches at your gym. And depending on the gym you're at, you're not really competing because people's availability are different or the type of client they take on is not all the same. But in online, it kind of feels like you're competing against everybody. Cause like, well, they could just as easily go with 
somebody who's not me as they, I mean, they could go with somebody who's not me way more easily because there's way more people who aren't me than people who are me. So instead of trying to just copy the model that some fucking person on TikTok said, this is how you make a hundred K a month doing online training. Like, fuck that. You, there's no way, unless you're charging 500,000, like $500,000 a month or $5,000, whatever, some huge fucking amount of money. I can't do math anymore. You're not actually providing any value to those people because you're, you're not actually communicating with anybody. So it's like, come up with a system that you care about that gets you really excited. And if that's like sitting at home and like not ever traveling to go see anybody, then sweet. But like, there's probably something that you're really passionate about that I don't care about as much. There's probably some idea that you have that I don't have. And there are potentially things that I'm willing to do and excited to do that other people aren't. And that's what makes all of this more unique. I think in my opinion is like you I says coaches, like I work for myself. I don't have a boss. I had a conversation with a client today. We're like, God, is it just nice? And I have a boss. And I went, fuck. Yes, it's great. It's also hard, <laughs> but it's great. So it's like, you're your own boss. Like make your own decisions, like get really creative. Cause who's going to tell, you no, not you. I mean, you, I guess is the only person who's going to tell, you no. So take a chance and get creative. Right. The, uh, the on online space, um, definitely I feel like, you know, presents its challenges. I think, um, I think that's part of, part of the reason why I gravitate towards in-person, like literally like online is a great business model. Um, if we're just talking, you know, from, you know, like logistically, like you don't need a full facility to, to get it done. Um, you know, you can charge a reasonable rate, you can service, you know, more clients in a shorter period of time. Um, but the uh, draw for me is actually like being able to like connect with people, see how people are like when they move into the room today. And so like, and, and I'm not just trying to interact with people when they're at their best. Like literally I want to take somebody from what is like, they'd be like, not a great mood to like getting that person to the next level. Um, like I really like on the internet, it feels over like, like overly like motivation, motivation, motivation for me. And I've got like this little fucking sign back here. It's motivation. But like, literally it's like, <laughs> I, like, I, I really believe it. And it's literally about like just taking somebody from where they're at to like just a slightly better mood. And I'm like, okay, like how many more points of contact can I create to facilitate that? And mm-hmm. so it's like, we started doing group classes and for our, our members, it's free. And that's just so more of our members can connect. And like yeah. we have people who train in the evening, we have people who train in the morning and it's like, they'll never see each other unless they come to this group class on Saturday. And then it's like, okay, well, what else can we do? And it's like, okay, well, we can throw group events. And like, we did one um, up in Green Lake and like, I'm trying to get another one going. And um, cause I've got like a two year anniversary at this base coming up. Nice. And, oh my God. It's already been two years. I know. Crazy. Holy smokes. Yeah, I got That's the keys. nuts. I got the keys August 31st, 2020. Holy shit. So well, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and dude, it's kind of like kind of gnarly to look back at like some of the, the videos of like when I first started and it's like for the first few months, like, you know, it was COVID. And so there, like some of the, the machine, I had the machine, like the frame, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the weights because like manufacturing <laughs> was like backed up. So like, Hey, we'll drop this thing off, but we can wait until the weights show up. And I'm like, okay, we've got this thing sitting in a box and I've got dumbbells just sitting on the floor. And it's like, people came and trained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, dude, it, honestly, like, honestly, I feel like it, it has to do with the fact that like, you know, that community being built, like mm-hmm. you can't, <laughs> you can't bring people into a gym that's barely functioning just because, oh, you're a super dope trainer. It's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think especially I am super dope though. I mean, yeah, you're the dopest. <laughs> like don't don't get it twisted, everybody. Uh, but I think to your point, again, people don't go into work anymore. You're at home all day, either with alone, with your dog, with your partner. You don't see anybody. So when you go to the gym, that's your like one chance to get out. And to hang out with other people who have at least one activity in common with you. And uh, like, yeah, I had this the other day where I had a client who came in. I was like, oh, how's it going? She's like, shit, really bad. And told me about some stuff that was going on. She's like, I literally don't have anybody else to tell because since I moved here, you're the only person that I see on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Well, 
let's work out and talk about that shall we do you have a do you have a number one gym icebreaker uh, i probably drop an f-bomb or something like that you just like had a really hard set and you just like turn to the next person you're like fuck that hurt yeah you're like ah yeah i uh I oh know. my glutes <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually the worst at that now because I like wear earplugs in the gym. Uh, like my after the Kyle, community all building Kyle earplugs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to work out myself too. I got to focus every once in a while. Um, but I think that element He's of on like some people, CEO shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't have time for anybody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most backwards thing I could I could do. Uh, oh man. I totally got lost with the earplugs thing. That was too funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So no, no gym icebreakers right now. Okay. But if you no. were, if you were one of your clients mm-hmm. and you're in the gym on your off day, your, your trainer has a massive mustache mm-hmm. and you're like, I need a gym icebreaker right now. <laughs> I only, oh, only, yeah. I only put out your mustache. Cause if I was your client, I'd probably be like, Dude, you see that asshole with the big fucking mustache over there? Yeah. No, dude, they're I, uh, training right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know. I For the first time in my life, I have the in facial hair because for a while I just couldn't grow anything. And I'm so now we've, can't we've grow, adopted grow this. Mustache like that. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, can you? I, the, the only thing that I tell clients because I don't have anything funny at this point, mm. uh, other than just like swearing at other people can you spot and like me? asking for help. Yeah. Is the can you spot me or how many sets you have left? Like either of those things work really well. Mm. And uh, I've watched. I watched, I literally watched this happen. It was so cute. Uh, I was standing, I can't remember who I was standing with, but at Rain City, I was like standing off, like kind of by the leg presses. Mm-hmm. And I saw two people, like one of them was wearing like anime shorts or something. And the other person was like, oh my gosh, is that from this show? And they like bonded for a few minutes over that. And then they like went to go work out. And then at the end of each of their workouts, because the end of the same time, they're like, hey, when are you coming into the gym next? And like, I watched like a gym friendship form in front of my eyes and i like stood next to the person next to me and like we put our arms around each other and we like you know swayed back and forth like just watching the beautiful moment happen and so i think it's like it's that it's like especially if you're kind of new wearing anime shorts oh no don't do that i mean or do that i guess that's up to you i was gonna say asking for a spot uh, okay especially if you're picking like pick a weight where you like it's gonna be hard because like asking for a spot and then mm, obviously not the trainer like, arrives yeah it's like oh hmm, i don't know about that so right yeah that's a nice easy one one oh, yeah, where you actually down. struggle and then when you get up like the person has to high five you yeah exactly because like, then that you, was a grind yeah or do that or wear something so obnoxious that people comment on it because like that's that's another thing in seattle and capitol hill is like people wear the craziest stuff and it's just it's and so i've i mean i wear like loud ass shoes uh, partly because I, I tend to wear dark clothes all the time just because of who I am as a person. Apparently it's so like, Oh, bright orange shoes. Like I have a pair of bright pink vans that I wear all the time. Every time, every single time I wear them, I've worn them for like a year, every single time I get like, Oh, four or five people. Oh, those are dope shoes. And so it's like, ah, just do something weird and loud like that. Um, if that fits the context of your gym. Have and you made then, any friends off the hot pink shoe? I have people. I like, you know, would kind of wave at. I'm now better friends with because of the hot pink shoes. Okay. So yeah. Hot, hot pink tip. vans or yeah. Vans over converse. I don't like converse that much personally. I'm a converse hater. Uh, so yeah. Vans. Okay. Or, yeah. Those are the best ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, like it seems like, you know, there's, there's a lot of external things that are outside of the client's control in terms of like what they can do to be involved in a community like what does mm-hmm. the community itself offer and like okay rain city fit dude like there's no arguing it's a great gym and it does a lot to cultivate that community mm-hmm. but in like uh, you're going to a regular 24 hour fitness you know la fitness your ymca you know good life depending on where you're at mm-hmm. um you they don't they don't cultivate that as much right yeah so all right we we resort to a hot pink shoe um, mm-hmm. or like a, a talking <laughs> statement about you know, what we're doing or mm-hmm. simple solution. And you also get your results. Mm-hmm. Train hard, get a yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like these two. I like these two strategies. I like where your head is at. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't like that we only have two. So I was thinking the same third thing. one. <laughs> yeah, we got to round it out. We got to round it out. I think, I think mm, this could be one too, where it's a little more, a little more uh, offensive. Those are more yep. like I'm down for know, offense. Do do the thing and and hope that people come to you. But the other one is to flip it and like be on the lookout for other people who are potentially in the same situation as you. Like, is there somebody who doesn't train with headphones on and like looks kind of approachable, or like when they're, uh, especially if you're a little more seasoned at the gym. Like if you're, if you've been going to the gym for a long time, but you're like new to this particular gym, cause you know, a lot of people have moved recently and just, they move up, people move all the time. Uh, someone looks a little lost. You'd be like, Hey, like, do you know where anything, like, do you need, like, what are you looking for? Whatever. I mean, don't ask you, well, what are you looking for? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> pick some non jerk way to say it, but look for people who are kind of in a similar boat to you. Cause those people are out there. They absolutely are. And so half of that tip was don't wear headphones in the gym. Yeah. Or yeah. Don't wear headphones or just be, yeah. Be a little less standoffish, I guess. Cause that's something that happens. Like I get like this, especially when I'm like doing my top like working sets, this is a better tip actually than that oh, is sure. go like go to a gym where this type of community is easier to find. Like if that's really super important to you, go to a place that has that. Even because, if it's further, even if it's further, like go to it, like pick up powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, find a group class you like. Uh, I don't know about CrossFit, but powerlifting is great. Um, go, go to a place where this, like that type of community is easier to create. What do you, because think, you might, what do oh, you think ahead. are like some of the, like, sorry, but what do you think are like some of the, like maybe overlooked benefits of being a part of a community? Like, you know, maybe people don't think there's much to it and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe this isn't like important. Like I'm going, I'm going to the gym to take care of me, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm out here trying to live my best life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like to maybe, maybe this is the first time this thought is earworm has mm-hmm. even entered their conscious thought. Yeah, totally. Why? Uh, Why would I do Oh it? man. Because doing things for you all the time is really boring. Mm. And especially if you're someone who, cause this, this again, a lot of times fitness and like talking to clients is like, Oh, I'm, I'm super committed. So I'm going to go to a powerlifting gym or I'm going to go to a CrossFit box, or I'm going to take up Olympic weightlifting. And I'm going to do these like super competitive things that take up all my time and energy. Like that's a really small percentage of people. So that would mm. be like the, the sort of like that high achiever who's like, no, I want to open and close the gym as a volunteer and just, you know, volunteer at every meet, whatever. But if you're more someone who's like, oh, you know what? I really, I just kind of want to have a couple of friends at the gym because I'm going to imagine that a lot of those people aren't training like just to train. They're probably, there's probably some other activities they're doing outside that they're hoping to benefit. Mm. Um, Ping pong, hiking, whatever, looking sweet at a shirt when you're at a winery, whatever, and walla walla. Uh, so I think, I think it's important because going to the gym just for you is really good and is like, you know, that's great. And I think a lot of us do it for that reason, but it's a lot more fun when there are other people who get to cheer you on, who get to, who get to do the thing where it's like, they get to celebrate you when you do really cool shit who are also there to kind of pick you up when you're having a crappy day. It's like, there's a guy named Dylan who trains at the power Museum by my house. And I love walking into Dylan because if I'm having a weird day, like he doesn't, I mean, we don't have like a, you know, a giant chat about it or whatever, but I know that if I come in and I'm having a weird day, like he'll at least gas me up a little bit. And the inverse is true too, because I tend to come in towards the end of his workouts. And so just knowing that there's, and there are a bunch of people like that at a bunch, all, you know, all the different gyms I train at. And so I think there's that side benefit too, of just like someone else who just knows, who just knows about you. Like yeah. that's really super helpful. So, so what I heard selfishly was that if you want to go to the gym and it's all about you and you're trying to PR in a dark room, um, you're more likely to be consistent because there are other people that are there to help regulate your performance because they care about your performance. Mm-hmm. So you're probably more likely to have good and consistent workouts because you're like, shit, I don't feel like going, but you know, so-and-so is going to be there. And like, now you're more likely to go. 
Whereas 100%. that might not have been an option if it was just you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like the amount of people who like I, one of my, one of my training partners, who's he's now a virtual training partner. Cause I don't live down the street from him anymore. Mm. I mean, he's a guy you could give him. I mean, he did this. He, uh, he went back to Wisconsin and his parents had built like a, or he built a garage gym in his parents' place and he trained there alone in the dark for like <laughs> six months and just got stacked. And it's like, okay, he's one of like eight people that I know that could do that consistently and just be like, hey, I'm just going to train by myself with Taylor Swift in the headset and just go bananas. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's, I don't know this, you know, count on two hands of people that would actually do that versus all the people that I know at gyms. So environment is a huge thing. Right. And even if you're not trying to like go out and set PRs and world records and whatever, you're just trying to go and be consistent. Life gets in the way. And knowing that there are people at the gym who care about you, who care about you, you getting better, who just care about you as a person, like all of that stuff matters a lot more than you think, uh, or a lot more than most people think. And like, I have, uh, <laughs> one of my training partners is going to the gym. We're going at seven o'clock tonight. Cause that's when both of us are free. And, uh, it's nice just to know that like, there's going to be somebody else there when I get there. Who's like kind of waiting for me. Cause it's like, yeah, today was really busy and I was going to go at one and I didn't make it. Cause I had stuff that got in the way. So I'm going to go now. And I'm going to have somebody else there who's like, we're going to, we're going to slog through a nighttime workout together just because we can. And because doing it together is a lot more fun than doing it alone. And she's going to drive like an hour so we can train together. And there's a gym closer to her house. She could go to, but she's coming up here because we get to tackle it together. So yeah, being alone is friendship. Yeah. Being alone is fucking boring. It's like super (laughs) overrated. Like, yes, you should go and like seek solitude and silence sometimes, but like being alone is so lame. Like if you, if you have a chance to do stuff with other people, it's, it's mad cool. And part of it, like, this is the other super selfish thing is the amount of really amazing people who do the the craziest stuff are all people I've met through fitness. And it's like, I would never have had a reason to interact with this person other than the fact that they needed personal training or that I bumped into them at the gym. Right. Like scientists, people who do aerial silks as an activity, like people who I had, a, I had a, a, a buddy who's like super into mountaineering and has like climbed a bunch of really tall mountains in the area and is like, gets super in the weeds with like how ice picks work. And so we had yep. like a 45 minute conversation to one day about ice picks. And I was like, this is so insane. I would never have known anything about this really cool activity without meeting people. Right. So you never know what you're going to come across. So I think instead of just working out alone with your headphones in wishing everybody would leave you alone. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say I'd say of like all the other you know activities or jobs I've had or anything like that. Like you can meet you can meet you know people other places, but I think that the gym and the community inside of a gym, you're more likely to actually cultivate a relationship there. I mean, you know, probably much like if you were like a regular at you know a certain coffee shop, like you might get to know the owner there or maybe some Mm -hmm. of the patrons there. Um, but like the gym is like, I, I, f- I feel like that's just one of the places like where people are kind of okay with being semi-social. Like if you're mm-hmm. at a coffee shop, you see somebody with their laptop up, you're like, that's no. Yep. Um, but you know, some people are, and some people aren't, um, at the gym as well. Um, mm-hmm. you definitely probably will bump into people who maybe aren't down. Um, right. but you know. Uh, you wear hot pink shoes, mm-hmm. you wear anime shorts, mm-hmm. you don't wear your headphones. Um, mm-hmm. You're open. You're open to conversation. You, you train hard. You ask for spots. You offer spots. You know, I think other things too, that are really important that are, that are underlooked is like, go to a place where events happen. Cause I was just trying to think about, it. I was like, okay, so like we've both been at rain city fit and we'll just pump Ben's tires. Like he'll probably won't ever listen to this and he'll probably get mad that we were <laughs> like yeah. talking about how great he is. Uh, but, uh, like they throw events all the time. Like there's, it feels like there's one every couple of months at a minimum and they like, they fucking do it, do it. Like pull for pride was just, it was like a block, like the street was shut down. Like who shuts down the street for a deadlift party? Like that was so insane. It was so fun. And they do, you know, meets all the time for new people. It's crazy. Super dope. And so I think finding place, like if you're like, okay, if you're listening to the podcast 
And you're like, yeah, I'm really like, I want to find a place like this. The gym I have is not cutting it. Go to a place that throws events on a regular basis, not just meets, whatever, but like events where you can get involved at different levels that they need volunteers for. Take a chance and volunteer. Cause you never know who you're going to meet. It's like, yeah, it might be weird. It might be awkward, but like, and only commit to what you can commit to. Like if they're like, Hey, we want you to be here all day for eight hours. And like, I want to be here for two. If they go, they might go, yeah, sure. Two hours is perfect. And if they go, no, then it's like, okay, well then maybe that's not the right opportunity. Or maybe you should just drink a bunch of coffee and sign up for eight hours. Like, I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, places that have events on a regular basis, places where the owner and the staff are there all the time is also really helpful because they will help regulate this community environment shop small. Yeah. Shop small. It's like Ben, Sophie, they're there all the damn time. There's always somebody at that gym. Rena's is there all the time. So it's like, there's always going to places where people are around, like people who are in charge or around. Uh, Cause if nothing else, they'll help get you involved. So I think those things are really important and to take some initiative too. Like it's hard and it's scary and it's awkward. Like, thank God I've been married for as long as I've been married. Cause I don't have to worry about like going on dates and meeting new people. Cause it sucks and it sounds like really hard, but like take the initiative and like, yeah, you might get rejected a little bit and, and it might take you a little while to like find the right gym or the right like crew at the gym. But in my opinion, you get a lot more out of the fitness and building that like life network of people is super, super valuable. Yeah. It sounds like even, um, it, one of the tips, like, I mean, obviously this is, plug ourselves a little bit but like <laughs> <laughs> another tip is you know getting involved with a coach like kyle like mm-hmm. our gym mm-hmm. because we're likely to loop you into that conversation we're likely to have you engaging with other people so um that's yeah just another thing to consider um, yeah and you know um you don't have to you don't have to have a a broken shoulder to work with kyle he's just a dope trainer overall so that's true. <laughs> Dude, um, you know, thank you so much. I really feel like we got some some real hot tips. Hopefully. Yeah. Um if uh if if people want to learn more about you, uh where do you where do you suggest they go? Uh so my Instagram is uh, at underscore Kyle McKee. So that's one of the easiest places to get in contact with me or like it's, it's a lot of pictures of my dog and me benching right now. Cause benching is going really well and other things are going less well. So, uh, that's, what's up online. Uh, website is capitalstrength.com. If you're interested in training or just kind of seeing what I do, what I'm about. Uh, so those are the two best places for that. And yeah, love to hear more, especially if you're someone who's like, ah, like I want to, I, I want to get more involved at the place I'm at, but I don't really know like what to do. Like shoot me a DM like loop me in on kind of what's going on and uh, you know, see if we can see if we can help find you a spot. Awesome, dude. All right. Thanks for, uh, thank you so much for being on man. And uh, I hope to, to catch you on again soon. Maybe we'll talk, you know, talk training or something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. It's been fun to be here. It's good to, good to catch up. Awesome, dude.